Okay. Yeah, you're good. Thanks for doing this. Like last minute, you're like, I tell you yesterday and you're like, yep, I'm in, let's do it. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'd rather just do it and wing it and get it over with now than think about it. And, and then I just like, I wreck it. <laughs> yeah. And then we talk ourselves out of it, right? I know. I know. It's so true. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. Did you bring a drink? I have some lemon water today. That's I have some coffee. Have some coffee. Nice. Right here. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers to this. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I'm so I excited for you. I'm so excited that you're going to hang out and chat. And yeah. when I was like thinking about, you know, creating a space for stories to be told and like, what would that look like? You start thinking of like everybody in your life and you realize, oh my gosh, like there's some people that have these crazy stories that we don't even really talk about that much. Like, We've been friends for 31 years. Yeah. My longest friend ever. And it's crazy that we don't even, we don't talk about some of these things that have happened that are like monumental changes for everything. I know it's funny. Hey, everybody's, everybody's a little bit in their own story. And no matter what, you still sort of think everyone's kind of lived the same life as you and you hear, hear stories, but unless it's happened to you, you don't relate to it on the same way. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. And yet, you know, that things have happened, but sometimes we don't know like the whole, the whole part of it. And then I think Mm -hmm. about, you know, the struggles that I've gone through and how we've held each other through our journeys of pain, um, how we've been strength because we've, we've shared parts of our stories with each other. We know parts of other stories and how like it gives you hope that you're going to come through it, that you're not alone, that, you know, someone sees you. And that yeah and and I think so often people don't feel heard right you mm. you don't feel like you've had the opportunity to really express how how things have been and then it's amazing when you do take that time that like you said the connection that you feel and now you don't feel alone in your own things and yeah. and it kind of puts your own stuff into perspective sometimes too I know I've had that in a lot of ways I'm like what I've been through is nothing compared to what other people have been through when you actually yeah. start listening you're like oh man I have no reason to complain <laughs> <laughs> but in that too like I heard someone once saying like my pain doesn't somebody else being in pain doesn't take away my own right and so it is true like it's so good to have perspective but then to realize that mm-hmm. like someone looks at you and says, all of my, like, my life has nothing. I have no pain compared to what she's endured. And yet their pain is still so valid. Right. And there's a connectivity in knowing that like we've suffered together and that we've triumphed together and we've come through darkness into light. It's a human experience. I think, right. I I really think everyone has a story to tell. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I'm so glad we can do this today that you're willing to, to share and to talk about this. So like the two, the one question I always ask time to start, I only have one question because I'm like, oh, oh, uh, okay. I want this to be more of like, <laughs> let's just hang out, have a drink. <laughs> and depending on the time of day, depends on what you bring to the table. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Maybe a glass of wine, maybe your morning coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it's like when, and I think this question is kind of a little bit loaded because I, when I think about my own story, there's like a hundred times when things have like everything changed. Or like really, maybe not a hundred, but a lot of times you're like, wow, that changed everything. So the reason I like asking it is because it leaves it open-ended to be whatever, whatever you feel most you want to talk about. Um, There's Mm -hmm. no pressure, you know? So the question being, when did everything change for you? What was the moment when, Mm -hmm. what is one of the many moments when everything just kind of changed for you? 
it is a very open-ended question. It's, um, <laughs> I feel like I can look back at my life in such chapters to the extent that I almost don't even think it was me. Like I, mm. I mean, even thinking back to having the kids really young, now I feel like I wouldn't even know how to hold a baby. Like I, I feel like that was so many chapters ago and so many lives ago that I don't even know. Like I don't even remember that person. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you. I think life has like several different chapters to it. And, um, mm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think, I think the biggest moment where I started realizing that and really feeling like, oh, wow, this is a very different time of life was definitely when I had, um, the motorbike accident. Um, <clears throat> but I'm sure prior to the motorbike accident, there were chapters that just seemed to be less significant, right? Like mm. being a child and then getting married young and then becoming a mom young, like those were definitely all chapters, but maybe they went along with my story more, more in the way I thought my story would go. Right. <laughs> then, right. You're predicting, you're predicting it. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was as a, as a little kid, I was like very ready to just grow up and have a home and become a mom and become a wife and all those things. So all mm -hmm. of those chapters felt very natural. And then when the motorbike accident happened, it was like, wait a minute, I wasn't planning that chapter to happen. <laughs> so right. I think, I think, um, yeah, I think things, you run through your life. And I think a lot of my younger years, I figured that I was in charge and I was the one making the decisions and I was the one steering mm -hmm. the ship until, until the motorbike accident happened. Then I was like, wait a minute, like this is a lot of out of my control, right? Right, yeah. Um, yeah. So how yeah. many years ago was the accident? Um, That was in 2008. So what would that be, 18? 13, almost 13, 13 years ago. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, 2001. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be that long in August this year. So wow, um, a very long time ago. And I remember there was a time in my life when I thought, I can't wait for the day to come where I don't think about this every single day. And right. that it's not affecting every single day of my life. And I can, ha I can happily say that day has definitely come like, for a while now like I I definitely it comes up of course all the time yeah. but it's definitely it's not a daily thing nor a weekly thing nor a monthly thing that I think about wow um, it'll just be little things that'll kind of trigger it and I think the pain that I've been left with I've just accepted as normal normal and, um yeah. yeah and it's it's funny I, I I don't even really give it any energy I kind of just it's just it's there and and it's almost right. like it's almost like this this friend in a way that makes me slow down and makes me makes me um be a bit more aware and pay more attention to my body which I didn't know how to do prior to injury at all so right um right. yeah I think yeah it's been a very long time long time yeah. do you want to take us back to like I mean I know glimpses of the story yeah. but so yeah. When it all like yeah. what happens? So you're on a motorbike, you're living on the island, which all of us want to live yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So living on beautiful Vancouver Island. I mean, we fell in love with this place. It's it's like the weather is gorgeous. We can do something all year round. The places to explore are endless. There's mountains, there's ocean, there's rivers, lakes, 
streams. Like there's so much around us that we can check out, which I, yeah. I always enjoyed. Um, so yeah, so got a motorbike, um, which was fine. I really, I really enjoyed being a passenger on a bike. It was a lot of fun. Probably not the smartest idea because we were a very, very poor young family. Um, but we did it anyway. And uh, they, so the kids were three, five, and seven. So okay. very young still. Yeah. It wasn't something that we got to use very often. Um, so I think it was the morning of my dad had called and said, Hey, like, why don't I take the kids for you guys for the day so you can go for a motorbike ride? And I was like, Oh, great. Like, we Sweet. don't get that opportunity very often at all. So I drove the kids in to his place and um, was met was met at the time by my husband then on the bike and um, we went for a big trip into Victoria and went for a walk through the park and had this full day there and then coming home on our way back um, we were coming through an intersection on the highway so we were going a good 90 100k and a okay. car made a left-hand turn right pretty much into the bike and um, so there was there was no way to avoid the accident um, I remember thinking, oh my goodness, that car is going to hit us. Like, this is definitely happening. And then wow. it was like the universe just stepped in and literally like having a light on in the dark, the light switch just got turned off. Like just, just like that. The light switch was turned off. Um, like everything flown, blank you mean, like in you? Do you just, yeah. Just, it's like, I just, it was like, this is definitely going to happen. It's not going to be good let's just put her to sleep immediately. So I don't remember hitting anything. I don't remember, I don't remember anything immediately. Um, I was thrown 30 feet off of the bike and wow. must have tumbled pretty badly. Um, and then I did wake up on the pavement. Um, I remember that and it was just like, it, like I, at this point I've had three kids without any drugs yeah. during my, my labor. And this is like, this is just literally the most confusing, unbelievable pain I could ever explain. Like I just, it was so, I was like, I wanted to get up and I wanted to run is what I wanted to do. And so there was someone who was first at the scene and apparently because it was starting to get a little bit dark, um, I, I was making some noises, which was a good thing because I had been thrown so far from the accident that they wouldn't have known I was there. Wow. Um, so, so the lady, a lady came and found me um, and she, she actually had to lay on top of me because I kept trying to get up. Like I just, I wanted to, get, I wanted to run away from where I wow. was. Like it was just, it was too hard to be still in my body in that moment. Um, so she stayed with me and was talking with me and asking me about my family and asking me questions to try to keep me with her. This um, is just somebody that saw the accident, Sky. This is just yeah, somebody that yeah. Was up she was seat. like, yeah, a lady who had her first aid who who watched it happen. Um, I mean, there was obviously a bunch of people there because um, my husband at the time was the driver of the bike and he had gone straight into the car and was in very very bad shape and. Anyway, so she stayed with me 
and had me talking. And I honestly think she even had me laughing, like, what? not because wow. I wanted to, because she was just, she just wouldn't shut up. Like, I just, she, was, <laughs> she was trying to, I can't remember. She was trying to say things to, to really just keep me with her until the ambulance came. So, wow. um, I mean, it was probably a good thing she was there because I broke, as you can imagine, like I, I broke, like, I think, seven or eight different bones in my body my tibia amphibia had broken had shattered and and pierced right through the skin so my bones are sticking out and and it was um I think I think I just like I said if she hadn't been there I probably would have tried to get up which would have like oh my goodness made things easier right so yeah yeah so she stayed with me until the ambulance came and then that was a big relief because they just drugged me right up and and um and then I and then yeah and and then they they dealt with the situation um like my said my husband at the time he he had actually they had to resuscitate him at the scene of the accident um and then he was flown off um by helicopter to a different hospital than the one I went to so yeah it was it was pretty traumatic I remember waking up in ICU um just you know drugged up in pain so confused still seeing my my family there um they did about nine hours of surgery trying to kind of piece me back together again there was some traction and things like that I had awesome awesome support like the doctors the surgeons they were just amazing like went out of their way for me um and then they put um a bunch of a bunch of rods and pins in so I had I had damaged both sides of my body so I think I must have really like flip-flopped and hit the pavement wow. hard a few times so the left side of my body was injured mostly the femur tibia fibia wrist rib I, think I had a collapsed lung um, and then on the right side I had broken my hip and my shoulder so it was um Wow. It was a lot. The The biggest thing they were focused on was the legs, though, because, I mean, especially the tibia, tibia, because that had had really shattered, like it was in pieces. So wow. um, they worked hard to get that all put together again. And, and um, the surgeon was amazing. And he was so supportive. And he was so happy to be able to help. And um, yeah, so from there, I remember yeah I was in the hospital I think only for about three weeks okay um they like I said they put some rods and pins in and um I was kind of just in there recovering and and it was like I don't know I like slowly started to piece it together um how how things had happened and where I was and what was going on right yeah and then I kind of just I was like okay like this this is what's happening and I just kind of had to just accept it as it came and do what they told me and try to get better right so I had so much support like so so many people we had some friends that we were hanging out with at the time some younger guys they were like in their 20s and they stepped in and they were taking the kids to the fair and they were mowing our lawn and fixing our fence and helping out in any way um my mom and dad obviously like stepped right in with the kids like Mm. they 100 percent helped them out um we had um the my husband at the time his parents 
came down from Alberta, they were helping out. Like we had so much family that just swept in and completely just were there for us when we were both in the hospital. Um, Yeah. So that was really quite amazing. And I think it really helped the kids with the whole thing too. You know, there wasn't, it wasn't like, Oh, their mom and dad were both in the hospital and badly injured. And now what? Right. Like they, yeah. life went on for them and I think in a lot of ways they were protected from it um even when the, like knowing or, what was really going on yeah, yeah yeah exactly um I mean my daughter being three I think has a very vague memory of it but but my boys five and seven they definitely remember um yeah. and they were so great too like they were really I, I remember this one time um my they had come in to visit me and I was I'll cast it up and mm-hmm. everything. Um, and uh, I remember my son was snuggling me when my dinner came and I didn't want to stop snuggling him. So mm-hmm. I just said I'd eat it later. And he was like, oh, mom, I'll feed you. <laughs> like they were really, they were really great. Um, but I was, it was hard though, because I, I feel like I've always been a people pleaser and, and I just, I was in such rough shape and it was really hard. I was just having to put on a good face for everybody. Right. And and just pretend like everything is dandy and nothing had happened. And um, so I was really exhausted. Like when I didn't have company, I just wanted to sleep. And I honestly would have just slept for three months if they would have let me like, I just, I just didn't want to be awake. I didn't want to deal with it. Um, Yeah. Even taking those first. Yeah taking those first steps, I was shocked. I mean, it was only like, I think it was less than a week after they had the catheter out and they wanted me to stand like they wanted me a week after it was very, very, very quick after, um, because weight bearing is really good to help heal bone. Okay. That first step, uh, was just like, like reliving the accident again. It was so painful and and then getting like all the staples out and everything there were all these little jabs that just brought it back again right right Um, so it was it was tough it was really tough um it was also hard both being injured um yeah my husband at the time he had his biggest thing was a brain injury um that was their biggest concern otherwise he only broke one bone um So they were really concerned about him. People were filling me in on how he was doing. And uh, he was in a coma for a bit. Uh, okay. I can't remember, maybe just a few days. So that was kind of tough. But wow. I don't know. I, I really, I felt like I, I was able to have some trust that things were just going to happen the way they, it was out of my control. So I, yeah. I wasn't worried, right? Right. I feel like. I feel like my mind has a way of doing that, even when it comes to, I don't know, I went bungee jumping a few years ago and I was like, they know what they're doing. They're going to strap me in. (laughs) I'm just trusting. I'm just going to do this. (laughs) Like any other kind of crazy thing where you have someone else helping you through it. Like I'm right. My, I'm lucky to be able to just let it, let it be and trust that things are working, working out. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you were in yeah. so much pain too, right? I can imagine like for people, if, for someone whose spouse is in an injury and they're not like your mind would just be, you wouldn't be able to, the days would just feel so long, but for you, your body's in massive amounts of recovery. So 
you're yes mm. concerned about him but also like your body's needing its own rest its own sleep that it can't it probably it almost like a surrender like okay you know like um you know what, i think you're right i think had i not been involved in the accident at all i would have just been like a worried mess like mm -hmm. i've been so obsessed with how he was doing and how he was recovering and what was right. going on and what the days were looking like but because I was like so distracted with my own injuries I was just yeah. like I, I don't even have it in me to be to be worried about anybody else right now right yeah and, and that's not like me like I'm really like I'm the one who takes care of everyone I'm the one who is always more worried about everybody else but myself so it was like this big like thing and my body was like okay for once you're going to pay attention to me right <laughs> like, and, and it's not selfish and it's not unnecessary like this is you're yeah. you're recovering right yeah I have your full attention now like you're gonna yeah, recover yeah. yeah it's so true and I really like even still like I I feel like I spent so much of my life ignoring myself and what mm -hmm. I needed and I mean yeah. I was so sick all the time when I was younger I got every cold there was and I, I was exhausted and I mm -hmm. didn't care and I didn't listen to that mm -hmm. so um I think in a lot of ways as as horrible and traumatic as it was and not even just the actual accident the whole recovery of everything was super tough yeah. I I still think that it happened for a reason and I and I and I don't know if I would change it if I could. Like, I think mm. there was so much learning that came from it um, that I, I wouldn't be half the shell of a person I am today if I hadn't endured that and learned from that and gone through that, right? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So you talked about being in the hospital for three weeks and then you come home and you have support yeah. and all those kind of things. But what is your journey now? Like, I'm just imagining I saw you I don't remember what, how far after the accident was, but I remember you had a cane or a, a walker. I can't remember. And you were mm -hmm. still trying to walk, mm -hmm. but that was quite a bit further on past your journey. Like when from the accident happened. So yeah. I'm curious to know when you came home now, are you just like in, like, are you having people come in to help you do therapy? Are you mostly just resting? Are you learning to like, to do things that would have been so normal to you prior to the accident that are now like relearning, rethinking how to take these normal things that would have been everyday living now learning it all over again oh definitely definitely um I think in some ways being in the hospital was the easy part because I just was in my bed and they brought me my food and my medication and and I was able to sleep and and kind of ignore that real life would happen um so when I did get released from the hospital my mom who was just newly married to I it was horrible um she moved in with me and the kids because my husband at the time was still in the hospital um so she moved in and she helped get the kids to school and take care of them and take care of me and get me to appointments wow. and everything so they got me a hospital bed in the house we kind of rearranged things a friend's dad made us a wheelchair ramp for the door and wow. thankfully we had a rancher that was all one level so but the day I came home, I came home in a wheelchair um, and basically just home and straight to the bed, right? Um, okay. I had a commode beside the bed. It was torture to get from the bed 
to pivot into the commode and back to the bed again. Um, so it was really hard. Like I, to be home where you're used to doing everything, everything. Where you're used to taking care of things and making supper and taking care of the kids. Like I was a very, very, very busy person. I did not sit still ever. I, <laughs> yeah. You couldn't make me sit down for a show. I was painting the house or mowing the lawn or <laughs> digging holes or I, I was doing something at all times so to be in that space and to be yeah. to have no choice but to sit there was really hard um but I mean thank goodness I had the help and the support right um so my mom had moved in um my dad was helping out um and he was he was doing some things with the kids and helping out um mm. and then we also had like um a home care lady who came in she was cleaning the house and making dinner um there was some physiotherapists that were coming to the house I was working eventually down the road I started working with a kinesiologist there was occupational therapist there was a lot of uh, oh. a lot of and they're all coming stuff, to right? you yeah, yeah. So they were coming, coming to me to start. Um, even driving in the car was very painful. Uh, so it was really tough. It was tough to go and, and visit my husband at the time because he was an hour drive away. Wow. And so I did, I, I did make that trek, but it was so hard and it was so painful. And I was so distracted by how horrible I felt. It was really hard to have a visit. Um, mm. Yeah. And, but then there was also like, there were times where I could just sit with the kids, right? Like when you're yeah. forced to slow down. Um, so anyway, I came home with a wheelchair. I slowly moved to a walker. Um, then I had crutches and then I had one crutch and then I had a cane. So it was a slow progression of getting back wow. to walking. Um, and, it, and it was hard. It was really, really hard to relearn how to walk. Like I, I remember sleep dreaming and having dreams of running around and mm. having all this fun and doing all these things and then I would wake up and I'd be like oh right here I am I can't mm. move um I remember sitting watching people walk like mm. literally drooling at the thought of walking the way that they walk like I remember wow. just watching them thinking will I ever know how to do that again will I ever be able to do that without a limp like how Hmm. Did, has my brain forgotten um so yeah slowly it progressed um and then I was able to walk without a cane but I still had a pretty bad limp and then eventually like through a lot of like recovery and I mean I found yoga in there and it saved my life in so many ways um I was able yeah. to walk again and now I mean nobody people who don't know me have no idea that this has ever happened like they, no. just, they just wouldn't even believe it they wouldn't believe it they think oh you're just some you know fit person who's just never had a physical problem in your life right so right. I'm so grateful for that I really am um, yeah because it was it was a hard like I say all of it was tough like it was tough to be at the scene of the accident and have that pain it was tough to be in the hospital and like you know, have a catheter and have to like deal with trying to move and all of that stuff. But the recovery afterwards was like really slow and really hard too. Mm. Like even when it got to the point that my mom was able to move out and 
my husband at the time was able to move out of the hospital himself. He came home and all of that was really hard too. Like it, it continued to be hard for a while, but I think, I think in a way the young kids, the fact that my kids were so young helped. Yeah. I felt like I had no, I had no choice. Of course, I'm just going to recover as fast as I can so that I can be a mom for them again. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's what I did. It was like, there's no time to be feeling sorry for myself or to be (laughs) taking my, you know, not being able to do things. It was like, okay, like I'm going to, I got to get on with this. Right. (laughs) Totally. And that's what I did. You, well, that's kind of your personality to like, I think you're just like, you're such a caregiver and you are somebody who's like, like you said, I didn't want to let people down. So I'm like talking to them and smiling and they're coming over to visit. And yeah. All I want to do is like sleep, you know, but I yeah. think like your, our kids in some ways, especially those younger years, they pull you out of that pain. Like they pull you out of that devastation, right? Like they pull you towards the light almost. It seems like the little, yeah. the little, absolutely. you know, and it's, it's actually really funny because in that brief moment when the light switch got turned off, when I knew the accident was going to happen, in between that and when I woke up on the pavement, there is this flicker of a choice that was given to me. Like, mm. do you want to survive this or not? And, and, I, and I like, the, the choice wasn't even fully on the table before I, my reaction was, of course, like I mm. have three kids or don't eat, it's a stupid question. Like <laughs> you don't even consider it, right? And I think, you know, I think I still like really, it's so clear in my mind that the reason that I recovered and the reason that I came back and the reason everything happened was so much for the kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they literally saved my life, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And just yeah. like feeling them and having them hold you. And like you said, like mm-hmm. hu- huggling, hugging them. I remember talking to you after the accident. You're like, I just... I can't remember when it was when you could actually have them with you on the bed or something. And you're like, I just felt so grateful that they could, I could hold them or like, I'm yeah, so grateful that I could yeah. wash the dishes. Like I could wash the yeah. dishes. And I remember like yeah, these simple it's things. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so true. I remember being able to stand at the kitchen sink to wash the dishes was like a major win. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look at me. I'm standing here for oh, rock star. while I wash the dishes. <laughs> Yeah. 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 No, it was, um, I mean, it definitely, it definitely helps you, helps you appreciate things when you almost lose them, right? And yeah, I mean, even, even like I said, like, I, I can't even explain how much I envied watching people just walk down the street. They're just walking right. past the coffee shop, do to do, just walking, right? And I was like, oh my goodness, they are so lucky. But then also give me perspective too. Like when I see someone walking with a limp or when I see someone walking with a cane or a walker or crutches, I'm like, I know how that feels. Like I mm. used to think, oh, that sucks. Like I, I used to think, of course, you don't think it's a good thing, but until you feel it, yeah. it's a different way of connecting to it, right? And yeah, I mean, I... I'll, I'll notice someone across the street down the block walking with a, a limp or a cane or crutches or something, because I think it, I, it's just such a real thing for me. Right. Mm-hmm. You've lived it. So you understand yeah. the yeah. inconvenience yeah. of that even, right? Like 
Yeah. 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 Not being able I mean, to... getting a glass of water or like, you know, putting something into the garbage or like right. when you don't have your legs, every single little thing you need to do is an inconvenience. Everything. Mm. Like it's just, and then when, I mean, even when I was recovering and I could walk, it was very painful. So it would be like, oh, like I, I have to go to the bathroom and I just, you know, I just, I don't think I have it in me to get up right, <laughs> right. now. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's so hard and it hurts so much. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, um, yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, I, think I was so determined and stubborn and I don't know what it is to, to get it all back like I, mm. I I remember going in to doctor's appointments and at the very beginning because it was a motor motor vehicle accident um, the passenger of the car that hit us started this big legal thing right so everyone was suing everyone and it was this big legal mess and because of that it was drawn out in so many ways. And because of that, I had to go to like psychologists and psychiatrists and physio and specialists galore. Like I wow. was riding over to Vancouver at least once or twice a month for some specialist appointment that they were making me go to. And, um, and it was hard. Like there was a, there was a piece, or I think it would have been very easy to just be consumed by that to just right this is my story oh I'm injured oh I'm hurt oh my legs oh this and I just I I feel so grateful that I was never I was never buying into that story I remember going to doctors and they were like oh like you'll never be able to run again and oh you're gonna have arthritis you're not gonna be able to move your legs and oh you'll never be able to do so many things and I was like who are you to decide like you, yeah. I get to I get to decide not you you don't get to yeah, decide you, you can't tell me what I can and can't do I get to decide that right so yeah I'm I'm grateful that there was that stubborn piece of me that was yeah you know when when uh when a doctor told me I'd never snowboard again I was like yes I will thank you very much like you know and I and I'm grateful that I was able to push past a lot of the things that they said I mean, I took the things they told me that were useful. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had one doctor who said like the spin bike is huge for recovery, huge for my leg strengthening them. It would be a really, really good exercise. Awesome. I used that. I right. had another, it was actually a psychiatrist that I saw that suggested yoga for me. And I'm like forever grateful to her, mm -hmm. right? I, if I didn't do yoga every day, I think I would just seize up and stop working like a rusty old vehicle, right? So <laughs> yeah, I'm super grateful for that too. And I'm and I'm grateful for a lot of the good advice that I was given from the doctors. Yeah. Um, but I'm also really grateful that I didn't buy into the bad the bad stuff because right. I think the power of your mind and believing things is is more than just the way it, like if you believe it, it would happen. Right. 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 You and saw yourself capable think, instead of incapable. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I, and I think um, it's too bad that some people end up their life changes because they believe what some doctor said. And now they, they take that as the truth. Right. Instead of believing that they can, that they will ride a bike, that they will go snowboarding, yeah. that they, you know, that you can do things that it's, I think it's would be easy for all of us in life, whatever, whether it's mental state or physical state, 
to become a victim of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I think you're just a beautiful example of what it's like to not be held as a victim, but you're like, no, I will do the things. People will see me and not know that I've had an injury because I, I believe it and I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, and I think um, learning that and understanding that power that we all hold is, is really huge. And I mean, I, I think the motorbike accident really started a real self-discovery for me, like mm. physically, you know, I feel my body in ways that I never did before. Um, right. I notice my body in ways I never did before. And sometimes it's because it's hurting, mm. but I, I don't look at that as a bad thing. It's like, Oh, it's almost like, like a neglected child or something, you know, right. like I, I tried to, frame it in my mind in a way that okay like I need some more care today or this week or like I try to I try to be kind when I'm feeling that way but I I also had so much time for like spiritual mental discoveries too right I I was I was forced to slow down so I read a lot of really great books and and these books were coming to me at such a great time and I remember, I think it was the power of now that I was reading right when the accident happened. And I remember like I'd have a hard day and I'd go and I'd open the book up and I would literally, the first sentence would be exactly what I mm. needed to hear in that moment. And I think, you know, it gave me time to realize that I need to like take care of my mental state as well as my physical and, and all of that. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I think in those yeah. pauses, like you said before, like you were kind of, a, you're a busy person, you're digging holes, you're mm-hmm. painting walls, you were doing things. And it, oftentimes in life, we don't get stillness. And if we do, it's maybe not long enough for us to really like, you know, when you go on a holiday, you like spend time on the beach and you read half, a, you know, half a page or that's how I do it. Anyways, I don't read a lot yeah. when I'm on holidays. <laughs> I ended up just yeah. sleeping a lot of the time, but you know, you don't get a lot of that forced stillness where like, so from your time of being home to the time that you could actually function as like, like you would say in more normal ways with washing the dishes, how long was that time frame? Because I'm assuming it was quite a few weeks or months that you had like that. Um, yeah, really- so I'd, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, so I was only in the hospital for three weeks. I was like, everybody was super surprised how quickly they were pushing things along. Like I said, I was standing almost right away they they were like come on like let's get you back let's get you back let's get you out of here um and then I think it was probably three months before and and then my mom had moved out so I'm okay I had a lady coming in to help with dinner and clean but you know maybe an hour an hour a day or something it wasn't it wasn't full time so I'd say within three months I was like back to a point where I could do things um it's a bit of a pain because the rods that they had placed in my leg I'm not sure something happened with that and for some reason it was like an inch too long and so I had this rod sticking out of my knee that stopped me from being able to bend it anything more than 90 degrees and it was like quite uncomfortable I could really feel that Um, So I had another, I had two more surgeries after the accident to get everything removed. Um, The first one, when they took the rod out of the tibia fibia, which had broken really badly, 
when I got out of the hospital from that, I was like, oh, great. Now I'm back to square one again. It was was a really hard recovery from that one. Um, The second surgery, when they took the rods and pins out of my hip, that one I, I recovered pretty quickly from. So within the first year, like it was, it was like doing good, no more surgery, back to recovering, doing good, no more surgery, back to recovering. Like it was a little bit of that going on. Okay. Um, so, so I'd For say a full like year. the first, yeah, well, at least six, six or seven months anyway, yeah. um, was, was kind of like really focused on that. Um, and then like, I'd say, I think it was the following summer, I started working again, like a neighbor had offered a, an office type job to me. So I started doing that kind of casually and, and things were like back underway. I was, I was getting back to somewhat of a normal by then. Right. So, wow. yeah, yeah, no, it was, um, it was faster than you would think. It yeah, it is. But yet still yeah. such a massive interruption. And then so much, mm. like you said, so much learning and growing and spiritual, like, yeah. you know, contemplation and like body awareness and self-care and things that you wouldn't have maybe found well you wouldn't have found the time (laughs) had you not been like forced to be you know still Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I think you know I I learned a lot more compassion for other people and and I understand pain in in a way that I didn't before I mean of course everybody oh you get a sore back or you sleep wrong you get a sore neck but I, I didn't understand like chronic pain and, mm-hmm. and what, what the body can really be going through until after. Um, but I really like, I feel like, I feel like I was able to keep such a good perspective through it all that like just a place of gratitude, like, mm-hmm. man, like look at how well my body healed. Like it is an amazing vehicle that I'm living in. Like it just blows mm-hmm. my mind. Right. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think too, like, I think, I think it taught my kids a little bit more compassion as well. There were times where, you know, I was throwing up from the meds or being in so much pain and they're running to get a bucket for me and it gave them an opportunity to, to help more. Right. Yeah. They had to learn how to do their chores around the house because they knew that I couldn't do it. Like I used to um, and they, they were really, really awesome about it. And I, I think, I think I could look at it like, oh, my poor kids, they had to go through that. I can't imagine how they felt when my dad sat them down on the bed and said, Hey guys, like mom and dad have been really hurt. They're in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Like as a little kid, I'd be like terrified at that. But I think, you know, I think they really, they accepted it really well. And I think it made them more compassionate people Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. they saw their own parents go through that right yeah totally things you can't teach somebody without actually going through it like exactly um, yeah mm -hmm. yeah 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 um what were one of the things guy when you look back like you talk about reading and things like that but what are one of the or maybe there's a handful of things that helped you not take a victim mentality like is that something that's just part of you or is there things along your journey that helped you because i can't imagine like you start walking, you get stronger in those three months and then another surgery and then like back to score mm-hmm. one at some point you think like naturally as a human, you just be like, I don't know if I can do this. Like mm-hmm. I, I do feel sorry for myself and not that that's bad, but like, I am, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this yet again. So what held you in those, 
those seasons, that season where it was kind of that constant, like a bit of a yo-yo that helped you, that yeah. gave you that hope that, that was kind of like the light that drew you forward. Was there something or some things that were, you know, I think, I think a lot of things, like, I think it, it is in me. I think that is who I am at the core of me. I can find the brightness in a, in a dark day, but like, to be honest, I had a lot of days that were really hard. I remember waking up and crying and just being like, I don't want to do this. I don't, I don't want to wake up from a magical dream where I was like running around and having a blast and doing all these things to be in this reality. Um, but I really think like, I mean, I was like, I, any chance I could get, I was outside, I was getting fresh air, even just sitting in my wheelchair or on a bench, just being out in the sunshine was so healing to my soul. I think being in the space that I'm in um, was, was so helpful to be able to be near the, the forest and the ocean and the trees and all those sort of things that feed my soul. Um, I know that being a mom and knowing that I, I need to live by example for my kids was really huge too. I mean, they were so young. They were in such an impressionable age. I, I think um, there was a big piece of me that still just needed to be the mom that they needed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think my kids helped push me through. And then I, I was lucky to have like friends and family around that were able to you know, take care of things when I wasn't doing well. Um, I mean, my mom was was really huge with with all of her help and support, and even even all the books and all the messages and everything that I received from everybody else was feeding that positivity. Right? I mean, mm. I think people people noticed how well I recovered, which made made me want to recover even more well. Right? Like right. I, yeah. I think when you, when you focus on the positive, you get more positive, right? Hmm. Um, so, so I think that was a big thing. And then, um, like I said, there are so many books that on the days when I really, really needed it, that I would read those and even just little chicken soup for the soul stories hmm. of people, um, you know, overcoming tragedy or, or, or seeing different lights to things. Um, and then, and then in the end on days when I was feeling really, really rough, but I was able to move like doing some gentle yoga and stretches and moving my body in ways that felt good was, was really also healing. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of just like one foot in front of the other. That's all you can do. Yeah. 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 And I think just being kind, even, I think I learned that how to be much more kind to myself. If I had a bad day, I was. I had a bad day and that was okay. Like yeah. I wasn't beating myself up for it anymore. I was, I, I really was learning how to treat myself with such kindness. Like I would my own child or, right. you know, an infant or something. There were days where I was like, you know what, like today I'm, I'm just going to wrap in a blanket and I'm going to, and I'm going to be okay doing nothing. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Yeah. If you, were to tell somebody who's like maybe in a situation where their body is not well, or they've gotten, whether it be an accident or they've gotten bad news or health wise, what would be something that you would tell somebody coming from your point of views and your own journey? What's something you would say? Well, I think, I think nobody, nobody, no specialist, no, you know, 
person out there knows any more about your body than you do. Um, so I think, I think giving that, giving that power to yourself is, is huge. Um, your mind is the most powerful thing. I mean, if I said to someone, oh, you're looking a little bit yellow, people who look a bit yellow like that often will have cancer. And if you took mm -hmm. that information and you believed it, with every part of me, I believe that you would get cancer. Um, mm -hmm. So understanding the power of your mind, um, understanding the power of your thoughts is so important with, with your recovery. And, and in times when you can't stop it, when you're in a, in a downward spiral and you can't stop the negative thoughts, find other things that can fill the gap. You know, put headphones in and put your favorite music on. Just whatever you can to shut those thoughts down. Um, because you, I think your thoughts are very powerful. Your body, your own wisdom is very, very powerful. And no matter what someone else has told you, you still have more power over the situation. Even if it's just your power in accepting things the way they are. I think there's times where we can add to the discomfort of the situation by suffering and um yeah and i think the least you can do is just take that suffering out be kind to yourself give yourself self-care whatever it is that you need right and mm -hmm. and just be with things how they are yeah i love that i think that is yeah. so accurate and there is a lot of much missing goodness in that that we often forget about the power of the mind and how so quickly our mind can trail into like tons of little gutters and then we feel like we're drowning in our own um yeah like our own darkness and i think that's that's so so important um i just have like so many thoughts that are rolling through my head thinking like from being you know this young mom having kids so young like we both did and then going through this tragedy, it's awakening, this like self-awareness, this spiritual journey to like where you are now. When you think back of like what you went through and what you do now, um, do you ever find yourself being like amazed? I think you mentioned it a bit in the beginning. I'm just amazed of like the fullness of life that you get to live. Like you, you actually brought me to be somebody who like loves the trees. I remember coming to visit you on our 30th birthdays, I think it was. And we went on a walk in the forest and I was like, oh my gosh, like, look at the moss. And I, I was, I've kind of lived in like suburban areas, cities, haven't really, I definitely haven't had the forest at my leisure, my backyard almost. And that was such an amazing, and that would have only been, I guess, um, three years after your accident, maybe. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, yeah cause 30, 30, 41 now. Yeah. About that, I yeah. guess. Um, and you just would like walk in the forest. Like I come here every day and I'm just like, I feel like I learned something from you. So valuable. Like the, that the forest is nature is so healing. Nature is so uplifting. It does something to the soul, to the mind that we don't even like, no, I've lived across the street from parks and haven't taken my kids there because I've just been so busy in the city life. And you really brought like that grounding likeness to me I feel like you kind of put like the floor underneath me and you're like look at nature and it just was part of your essence and it's now 10 years 11 years later that's my happiest space I love being amongst nature it just it's so therapeutic and I think that you've taught many of us that you know you'll never know how people you've changed or touched just by being who you are 
But like you said, it was the tragedy that brought you to this place where you, you maybe didn't take things for granted. Like you went for a walk every day because you know what it's like to not walk. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. I think um, you get a new perspective, right? When you, when you lose things. And I I feel like, I feel like now I've learned how to really enjoy life and take time and slow down and have gratitude for things, right? Um, just being able to be active and be out outside and be in the elements has just been incredible. And I, I mean, I'm I'm so amazed all the time. Like I'm I'm so proud and grateful for my body and for all it does. Um, I close all of my yoga practices with yoga mudra, um, just bowing and taking a moment of gratitude. And it's just like, ah, thank you, body, for all you let me do, because I feel like. I feel like I've come to a place where I can enjoy so much out of life. Like I'm, you know, I'm out, I'm out in the elements. I'm out kiteboarding or I'm out snowboarding Mm. or I'm out dirt biking or I just got my own Harley and I'm out riding Mm. that. And it feels so empowering to not live from a place of being paralyzed, to not live from a place of, of just living in fear. Like I, I feel more gratitude for those things that I get to do than I think anybody else does and I have more respect for the fact that I can do those things right Mm. um because they they really they make me feel happy like at the core of my being and and to think there was a time where I didn't think I'd be able to do that stuff and now I'm doing more than I even used to do before I had the accident is like how could you not be so excited for that right And, and I don't think anybody else would understand how happy and excited I am for it and how proud I am that I can do these things. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not just, it's not just because I learned how, but it's like, I learned how when I was told I wouldn't be able to. And I I think that just adds even more to the enjoyment and the gratitude that I feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like so much courage. I think in life, there's so many people that have been we've been told things, whether it be in school or, you know, I remember when I was in school, my teacher's like, you just can't write. And like, I believe that in grade 10. I was like, I just can't write, you know, and how these things can just hold you back from, Mm -hmm. from really trying new things or from really believing that you, you aren't hinged by someone else's opinion Mm -hmm. of who you are and your capabilities or your, yeah, your limitations. Mm -hmm. I love that you've just been like, in everything, I feel like you're just such a an inspiration, not just in physical, but like you've just even what you've gone back to school and you're t- like you're just helping now. You're helping students, and it's just mm-hmm. there's just so much that I I'm, admire about you, and I am so grateful that we've had like 31 years of doing life of you. together. I'm really lucky. I feel like we're like those girls from Anne Green Gables. <laughs> That's right. Running through the forest with our big dresses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I really, I really, really, truly feel gratitude, and I do. And I, not to sit here and say, oh, okay, well, now the accident happened, my life is just perfect. Like mm-hmm. there are still, like it's so real to have hard days. It's so real mm-hmm. to have dark times. But then when you come out of those dark days or those dark times, then it, it's like you feel even more gratitude for the good times and the good days, yeah. right? And I think life is about that contrast. I think if things were just 
perfect all day, every day, you would never appreciate that. You would never you appreciate without any kind, any kind of contrast. It's like you have to have something to compare it to in order to realize how awesome it really is. Yeah. And I, I think that's really been like the whole story for a very long time, like mm -hmm. learning how to compare not walking to walking and learning mm -hmm. how to compare you know, not being able to do things to being able to do them and, and to do them with ease. Right. Yeah. 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 That's so yeah. true. I'm so grateful yeah. we got to hang out today. I'm going to end, I, you probably answered this question. I always end with one question. I saw, but there is two questions, um, okay. but I, it's kind of changes, but you kind of answered it, but maybe there's something else that'll come out of it. So yeah. in the last week or even in the last day, in the last month, what have you found brings you the most joy? Hmm. What have I found brings me the most joy? You know, I think, I think stillness has, has, has been bringing me a lot of joy lately. I mean, just mm -hmm. taking a walk or sitting with my animals or even just at work, just sitting in the staff room and, and just being right. Like just mm -hmm. being with myself, with a quiet piece of myself in whatever I'm doing has been bringing me a lot of joy lately. And, and I think that's like, that's hard to do. Um, but I think, I think in a lot of ways in the back of my mind, I'm trying to remember and, and appreciate and, in, and enjoy, like just mm -hmm. allow and enjoy. I mean, that's been a big mantra that I've been working with for a long time, just to allow and enjoy and mm. I think you can you can do that in a lot of moments even when things aren't good you can still just allow them to be what they are right yeah so yeah. I think finding some finding time for some quiet is is pretty pretty awesome thing to do mm -hmm. I love that thank you yeah. thank you for being here and thanks for making time oh thank you so on the whim me. being like yeah sure tomorrow yeah, <laughs> it's so fun and it's so you know I think it's so healing to be able to tell our stories and to feel heard and and yeah. I um I, I do hope there's things that I've said that can help other people through dark times but we're all so connected and we're all dealing with things and we all have good days and we all have bad days and we all have things that happen and I think when we understand that we're all in this together it makes yeah. it a lot easier so I love that you're doing this and that you're giving people an opportunity to be heard and to to share their stories yeah no I'm excited to do it and I think that um in my own journey like we're talking the other day is that I've realized people being vulnerable and sharing their stories is what's literally liberated me out of my own darkness. It's literally given mm -hmm. me the courage to take another breath. Um, awesome. So I think it, in, in like your story, in being honest about where you've been in the hardness and like the courage and the things that got you through it, those, those things hold other people and it like breathes a bit of life into them, a little bit of hope. And, um, and so that's why I'm so thankful that we could be here today and, and have these chats and and yeah, and bring a bit of life, a bit of um, comfort to somebody who's sitting in their own, maybe their own darkness right now. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so much. I love you with all of me. I love what Mwah. you're doing. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Take care.